Well, hello everybody again. I am Louise Eddington, the Cosmic Owl of Cosmic Owl Astrology. And this is the Weirdly Cosmic podcast episode for the Aquarius New Moon that is coming up on February the 1st, 2022 in most parts of the world. For those of us on uh, the west coast of the US, it will actually occur on the last day of January, but um, we're going to look at February the 1st. Um, and there's a lot to say about this, but um, I got a gig writing horoscopes for astro.com, which is great. And so I have to be succinct, more succinct than I usually do. So again, I'm Louise Eddington, the Cosmic Owl of Cosmic Owl Astrology, the author of two books, The Complete Guide to Astrology and Modern Astrology. Check them out on Amazon or on um, most other outlets, including indie outlets. So first of all, before I start, let's look at the card. I pulled a card for this lunation. And this is the Princess of Discs, okay? And this Princess of Discs is about creativity and birthing of new forms. We, you can see that she's very kind of um, potent. She's very self-contained, very much within. She's holding this kind of wheel lotus yin-yang figure in one hand saying you know it's time to kind of really pull everything together to center and her staff is upside down and pointing back to the earth and it's my opinion that you know we are birthing a new earth and we are all we're being given the opportunity to really step in and birth a new earth with the North Node having shifted into Venus ruled Taurus, we'll take a look at that. There's so much in this um, new moon that um, is very potently telling us that we are being given the opportunity to really create something different for the future. So I will look at that more in the chart. So first of all, let's have a quick look at the chart. For those of you just listening, I will try and just describe it very well if you don't see the screen. But here's the chart and we're not going to leave that up so that listeners can uh, just focus on the words also. But this new moon is the fourth of five new moons at 12 degrees. So we've looked at that 12 number over and over again. For, as I said, for most parts of the world, it is on the February the 1st. And, um, and so this is the two month in a two, two, two year, a six year. So there's a lot of twos there. So I'm going to say it is a February the 1st new moon. So other things I'm going to talk about on this is that the new moon is uh, the major aspect is square to Uranus. And um, as we speak, as I record this, Uranus has just stationed direct and is still at its station degree. And Uranus is the traditional ruler of um, sorry, is the modern modern ruler of Aquarius. And the new moon is conjunct Saturn, which is the traditional ruler of Aquarius. So in some ways, Uranus is um, answering to Saturn, but their square is breaking apart. 
uh, the square that kind of ruled uh, 2021 with a tension between rules and liberation and all those kind of things and how it means different things for different people. So I won't talk about that too much. <laughs> Touchy subject for many. Um, other aspects that we have on this new moon, I'm going to say are a sextile to Chiron um, and Aries. It's a bit wide, but it but it is there. So there is some shamanic healing properties in this new moon. The other things I'm going to talk about are the Draconic Bowl again and Ceres having just moved past the North Node. Uh, the very day before and I'll talk about what I think that means and that's at 28 degrees and that's a 10-1 as well which is uh, Uranus is at a 10-1 degree and we have more ones so we have the February the 1st the one and Uranus the one and Ceres and the North Node the one but we have Venus at 11 degrees Capricorn with Vesta focus and commitment conjunct at 11 degrees. So a double one there or 11, the gateway number. And of course, Venus has just stationed direct on this day. She's stationed um, on January the 29th and she is starting to retrace her steps, okay, into um, uh, to move past all those steps that she retrograded um, at, from, you know, whatever. <laughs> so um, also Mercury, one last thing, is about to station uh, direct. So I'm going to talk about that as well. Mercury will station direct on February the 3rd. So Mercury is at the station degree right now and is exactly two degrees away from Pluto and is going to station direct two days after this new moon. So really, Venus and Mercury are at their station points on this new moon, which makes this new moon a big uh, point of change. Um, Ceres just past the North Node, so that makes this a big point, another big point of change. So I'll talk about all of that moving forward. Okay, so first a quick look at the numbers, 30, 12 again, 12 again to um, remind you is um, is made up of one and two and you can see we have a lot of ones and twos, February the 1st, all those ones, uh, the um, the 12 is a one and two, we've and it's a two, two, two year and a two month, so we've got ones and twos all over the place and one is um, independence, individuality, initiation and new beginnings. And two is all about sensitivity and patience. And the number 12 itself, let's look at some other words to describe this instead of going over the same um, different um, same words again. Um, one is really the divine masculine and two the divine feminine. So it's bringing everything in together into the number 12. Okay, it's bring, beginning the, um, the one and two. Um, and the 12, it's sorry, the 12 itself or the 12, three is um, unbridled creativity constrained within the opposing primordial um, limits that we have. Okay, so it kind of goes back 
really to this card. We're able to bring kind of things together in this creative potential of this 12-3. Okay, so the 12-3 is, um, I just wanted to look at, uh, I can't find my little uh, notes on it, but anyway. <laughs> So um, I've talked about the one and two, the yang and the yin coming together, the masculine and feminine. And, and this is, like I said, unbridled creativity, the 12. Um, the, this is associated with the hanged man card, the 12 in the tarot, which is about surrender and release and letting go into this creative flow. All right. So it, it, this new moon is really, really creative. It's not just the 12 and three. I pulled this card. We've got the mix of the one and two throughout the um, the whole um, chart. So yes, we have new beginnings coming up here in many ways, creative new beginnings. So the, the new moon itself is in Aquarius, which is the sign of the humanitarian. It's the sign of groups. It's the sign of causes the sign of social movements, social, social political movements. Um, but it's also this kind of weird sign about um, a mix of conservatism and, um, and the future. And that's been reflected in the square between um, Saturn and Uranus that um, has been going on since the beginning of 2021 and is kind of activated again on this new moon. We're really trying, uh, coming to a point of deciding where we want to move forward and what we want to create um, from this time where we've been in this a six month period, well, it's a six month period that will end in March, <laughs> uh, that began on um, a full moon in Aries back in October and will end in a full moon in Virgo um, in March. And then we've got these new moons squashed in the middle, the five new moons. And also, of course, we've been in this draconic bowl since Mars cr crossed the south node. And we're starting to come out of that on this new moon. We've been in this like pot of alchemy with all the planets confined in one side of the chart. And Ceres is the first one to move out. So this is the first new moon with the um, the nodes in um, Scorpio and Taurus. We're moving into a time of our needs, our desires, our wants, getting really clear on what our values are and what those our needs for survival are and our needs for comfort are. And we're having a purging on the um, south node of kind of being attached to kind of merging what with what other people's desires and needs are and wants. So there's a lot of this is going to rule us really going forward till July 2023. But it's important in this because it's a big shift since the last new moon. All right, the new moon that was right at the beginning of January, the Capricorn new moon. And um, and it's at the 28th. The nodes have already moved back to 28 degrees. Um, they're moving pretty fast now because we're between eclipses also. 
But uh, Ceres is the great mother and she has just moved beyond that North Node. And she is saying it's time to really deal with the major crises of our time. You know, Ceres has been very much tied in with climate change, with what we're doing with the planet, with what we're doing with our bodies, our diet. I'm not going to go into too much about that. You can read into that what you want. And we're starting to emerge from learning the real lessons of this major time. If you remember, we've had three of these periods of confinement during the uh, COVID pandemic. That, and um, we've also had many um, incidences of major um, storms and uh, major um, news about climate change. We've had the movie release, Don't Look Up, which was basically about climate change, uh, but came to be meaning um, other kinds of things in this world as well. And we're emerging with what have we learned? And um, with, it, with it emerging, with series emerging on the North Node newly in, Tor in Taurus, I think we're learning how to come back in and focus on the earth, focus on our earthly presence and what we can do to create a better life on earth rather than up there, out there, anywhere out there. And to get more in touch with um, the senses and what we need to survive and how this is going to work. And excuse my dog sneezing. She's a one. And then as well, of course, it's 28 degrees and that's a one. Now, um, the new moon itself, um, of course, the moon is back in, as I record this, the moon is in Leo. It's kind of on its own in the other side of the chart, holding the handle of this alchemical bucket. And now the moon has moved around and um, and has been spending its last period in the draconic bowl. So it's my real feeling that even with what's happening with um, Omicron and all the things right now, is that we're kind of in the last real blast of it. I don't think we'll be fully out of um, out of the mass spread. We keep saying we're heading to endemic state uh, status. I kind of think we are heading to endemic status and we have to figure out how we're going to kind of move forward with it um, on a permanent kind of basis. Um, I'm not fully, I'm not going to go into all the science, you can read all that, but Mercury doesn't leave the uh, draconic bowl and pass the North Node. That's the second planet to do so until April. So the time between February the 1st and April is a real kind of emerging time. Now, there's another reason why it's an emerging time is because as Mercury stations direct right after this new moon, we have all planets direct from February the 3rd till April the 29th. And that is a really rare, long period of having all planets direct. And that is things are going to start moving quickly, rapidly in all our lives with creating what we're creating. 
back to that one, this mass time of mass forward. And by the time, um, you know, we hit another retrograde in April the 29th, Mercury will have passed that North Node in Taurus and we'll be heading way out of all this kind of real pit of alchemy. You'll be glad to hear. Of course, it's all a process, you know, we'll be coming out and coming out and coming out. <laughs> now to look at Venus, um, as I mentioned, Venus um, stations direct right before this new moon at 11 degrees of Capricorn, the gateway number, number one, moving forward. And she is conjunct Vesta and Vesta is our inner flame, but she is focus and commitment and devotion. We're gonna take everything we've learned since Venus went retrograde on December the 18th, conjunct Pluto, and start to focus on what we're committed to now, um, how our relationship with time, with elderhood, with elder wisdom, with um, our institutions, how we are moving forward with that. And with Venus, of course, ruling that Taurus North Node, this is a really important time of cycle with Venus being about our relationships, um, what our desires, our core values, um, what we're creating. Venus is also a very creative sign. We're moving into a very Venusian time, and especially because um, we're moving to um, a Libra Venus star point beginning for the first time in over 100 years on in October. So this Venus cycle um, as Venus moves forward is a, is another kind of portal of creation, um, a pregnancy, if you like. We had the Venus star point on January the 8th, beginning an, you know, a nine and a half month cycle that takes us till October, which is um, the length of a human pregnancy. So we are being pushed into new beginnings, creative mode. We are really being, um, we're really being inspired to move forward. And speaking of inspiration, <laughs> oh, I did want to mention, of course, that Venus and uh, Vesta are square to, sorry, are trine, trine, not square, are trine to Uranus and Uranus, the awakener, we are being awakened. And Uranus is the ruler, modern ruler of the new moon. This has got a real kind of oh, now I see kind of thing. It's like, oh, look up, not don't look up, you know, to, to, to go back to that movie reference, which I hope you've seen by now, <laughs> because it's such a good movie, in my opinion. I know there's been a lot of people who just go, it's the obvious and things like that, but yeah, it's unfortunately, it's not obvious to everybody. Um, we also have Black Moon Lilith over there on her own in Cancer. She's been ro roaming around that area of the chart. She, With her not being actually a physical kind of entity in the sky, um, she's a point. I don't really count her in the Draconic Bowl energy, but she has, but she is still there. And uh, true Black Moon Lilith is at 10 degrees of Cancer on this, which is, uh, which is about family and feelings and emotion 
There's a lot of energy of the divine feminine rising. Of course, Venus has risen as the morning star as I record this on um, January the 18th. She has actually become visible in some places as the morning star. By February the 1st, she should be visible to even people like me who have a big mountain range to the east. Um, she should be above the mountain tops just before dawn. And um, as morning star, she is kind of moving forward. She's more warrior Venus. She is more like, let's get out there and take action and start to create. So again, more creative energy, all right. And of course, Mercury stationing direct at 20, 24 degrees of Capricorn, right after the full moon, sorry, new moon, is a six, 24, six. So that's another creative number, threes and sixes are creative numbers, all right. 369 code, the Tesla code or whatever, if you understood the 369 code, we'd solve the problems of the universe. Perhaps in this sixth year, we are being um, invited to find that way. Now, one other major thing I do want to mention to you is that apart from Chiron, we have no fire in this chart. Um, for more traditional astrologers who would not even look at Chiron, um, having um, no um, no major energy in, in, in one particular element is actually a time of great inspiration and growth and move forward. And we have no fire from January the 24th to March the 20th. So there again, we have all the planets direct from February the 3rd. And just before that, we have no fire coming because Mars moves out of um, Sagittarius, which he was in. And so this is a time of huge inspiration as well, inspired moving forward. And I'm going to put my own little take on that. Okay, no fire means massive inspiration. Fire is creative inspiration, but it's also burning off what we don't need to move forward. Fire moves fast, fire burns, but fire is like, um, uh, just like, let's create, let's move. You know, if you think of the ones in the tarot, they're really forward thinking, creative cards. And um, my little spin on it, because I do use Chiron, is that Chiron in Aries is yet again telling us that we are the key to healing each of our individual actions and focusing on self-love and what we are creating is the key to using all of this inspired energy. Remembering that Chiron is more than the wound. He's always called the wounded healer, but he is a shaman. He's a medicine man. He was, um, he was the mentor to the to the gods and the goddesses. He and his wife Karaiklo really were. They kind of cared for the for the gods and goddesses and and taught them and um, took care of their upbringing and taught them all they know and taught them their stories and so on and so forth. So they were really magical kind of creatures. And also remembering that Chiron was a centaur, so half man, half horse. This is a bit about becoming um, comfortable with our both our spiritual 
kind of more higher thinking side, which is the human side, but also um, integrating that more animalistic side and accepting that we are mammals, you know, and we have mammalian instincts and feelings and so on and so forth. So the fact that Chiron is the only fire and is in a, a, a I'm going to say a sextile to the new moon, it's about bringing all of this in and bringing in these um, and healing our separation. Well, there's so much been going on about healing, you know, um, this um, this crazy kind of hierarchical me first. Um, I control and I dominate and I do this and I do that kind of um, energy that we've been living under for uh, thousands of years under the patriarchal systems that we've set up as humans and then integrating the really old energy of um, matriarchal um, energy of circular kind of um, rather than hierarchical circular kind of councils if you like and and integrating all of that yin and yang within ourselves and it rippling out into uh, the rest of the world and of course um, Aquarius being the new moon in Aquarius and we are moving into the age of Aquarius is asking us to integrate all of that as well to move towards the future because Aquarius as I've said before is that weird mix of the really old and the modern and if we look at the ancient the really ancient that's the way the ancient societies perhaps we can learn a lot from how they governed and how they were kind of more I mean if you look at a lot of Native American cultures they had chiefs not a chief and they also valued the um, female elders input, the grandmothers. It's about bringing the, the circle of grandmothers in again. But I'm going to say it's about bringing in the circle of grandmothers and grandfathers, not literal grandfathers and grandmothers, of course, necessarily, but just that wisdom of that um, old wisdom that we need to bring in. So that's my hope and my theory. So I'd love to look, look at the uh, symbols. But before I do, I forgot to ask you to subscribe to my channel if you're not already subscribed on YouTube or follow me on uh, wherever you get your podcast from. And also, if you have the time, if you wouldn't mind leaving me a, a review on iTunes, I've got some great reviews up there can always welcome more they help the podcast become more visible okay so thanks for that oh and while you're subscribing on youtube if you enjoy my videos hit that little bell and you'll just get a little notification when i upload a new one it's not very intrusive but um all the subscribers and um bells on give the video a like a thumbs up and um, it all helps you YouTube algorithms. We always work to algorithms, right? So let's look at the Sabian symbol first for 13 Aquarius. All right. So why did I not get it up right away? Mercury's retrograde as I'm doing this. <laughs> and this Mercury retrograde has been... Um, playing with me quite a lot but i do have a gemini moon so uh, my moon is mercury um um ruled so 
So the, um, we look to Aquarius for, um, 13 because we always go up with the symbols because the symbols begin at one and the degrees begin at zero. So this a Sabian symbol for this new moon is a barometer and the, the ability to discover basic natural facts that allow us to plan in advance for action. And the key word is anticipation. So let me just read Dane Rudyard's things. We are no longer dealing with ascent or descent, but with natural laws which involve causal relationships and the passage of one natural condition into another. The barometer register, registers air pressure and a change of pressure today gives some indication of what the weather will be tomorrow. In a sense, this is the modern scientific equivalent of archaic prognostication through omens. Likewise, animals grow a more or less thick fur in early autumn, according to whether the winter will be more or less severe. Planning for the near future is a possibility because the potential or seed of the future is already operating at the core of the present. So this tells us that it's most important to seek by whatever means and whatever level of consciousness and knowledge of causal progression. In the broadest sense, this in, implies an awareness of cyclic processes, and this includes astrology. So, yeah, Aquarius as well is about the future. And we can look at what's happening now and start to create the future. This is what this symbol is telling me. I'm so hopeful about these things. I really am. So um, hmm, similar line, Aquarius 13 for the Chandra symbol, a, lid, a lidless granite sarcophagus. It is empty. There is nothing to go back to. The past has become a phantom. You are propelled forward into the great unknown, but it is so easy to become somewhat desperate and out of context. So much depends upon how you interpret the fact that you are strictly on your own without a personal history or heritage to fall back upon. Is this real opportunity or a strange fate? It's hard to tell the difference as it all becomes ambiguous paradoxical and very mixed. Where do you go from here? No easy answers anywhere. Perhaps the only thing to do is to acknowledge and move with this radical opening and to put no interpretations on it, assuming nothing at all. For if you can welcome multi-dimensionality with truly open arms, it might well turn out that the future was never supposed to be like the past and that becoming so free does provide an open access channel for what needs to happen to come through a jump ahead of the last moment synchronized with evolution beautifully. Wow. So really to kind of sum it all up, all these ones, the twos, the degrees, um, Ceres moving be beyond the North Node, um, Venus moving direct and traveling over her new degrees, um, this Saturn Uranus square being highlighted by the new moon with its pull towards learning from the past and moving forward. 
it's all telling me that what we really know, there is no going back <laughs> to what was. You know, I can't wait to get back to normal. All right, then. We are not going back. We are creating something very new. And we don't know what that's going to be yet, but I hope I've kind of given you some guidance personally for yourself to kind of, um, you know, step in and look at your values. It's a lot to do with where you're going with all your relationships, your values and your desires. What do you desire to create? But whatever it is, whatever you desire to create, to go back to um, the Sabian symbol is to um, use an awareness of the cyclic processes and causal progression, how things are moving forward. Okay. And the ability to discover those basic natural facts. All right. So I'll take, let that take you is to take the barometer. Now the weather, what's going on and see where you're going to take it moving forward. So again, please subscribe to my channel, give it a thumbs up and maybe hit the little bell. If, leave a review if you get chance. Uh, follow me on Cosmic Owl Astrology on Facebook or Instagram and um, yeah, YouTube. I've talked about that one. Uh, check out my books on Amazon or your favorite book outlet, uh, The Complete Guide to Astrology or Modern Astrology and um let's do this let's create something wonderful or at least each play our little part in creating the new world so for now so much love and i will see you on the next full moon